Hey everybody, it's Shauna. Before we get into this week's episode, I just want to talk to you about some stuff. Um, let's see. Okay, we have April right around the corner. Wow. What? Okay, that's a thing then. Um, on the Bombooty front, we have a couple things going down. If you are here in San Luis Obispo, we are starting our April session on Wednesday, April 5th, and it's a four-week session. We do Bomb Booty plus some Hip Hop Heels choreo, and then we also have a performance opportunity, a couple of performance opportunities coming up in June. So if that's something that is exciting and enticing to you, um, that is open for registration. You can head over to nexusslow.com. That's N-E-X-U-S-S-L-O.com. Also, it's linked on my website, so bombbooty.com, B-O-M-B-O-O-T-Y.com. You can also join the Bombbooty part of everything uh, virtually. So you can, we have a virtual studio that we stream these classes from, and you can join by donation. You know, we ask for, you know, 5 to $25 suggested donation, and um You can come shake it with us from the comfort of your own home. So all of the details for that are on the website as well. Um, The next thing is we're still recruiting for teachers. I will be recruiting for teachers for a little while now. Um, But our next cohort starts on April 22nd. And so the program is a hybrid online course plus live Zoom sessions. So everything is delivered online. You don't have to travel to do this um, instructor training. And we're really looking for people who want to be on this mission of holding spaces for joyful and powerful movement, for the medicine of togetherness and getting down with our bad selves. And um, as long as you have the spirit for that, you well, I'll teach you everything else. No biggie. Um, so that's... That's going down. Uh, Details for that are also on the website. And then the third thing is I'm taking some peeps to Mexico in July, and I am so thrilled. We're we're doing a retreat. Um, It's for women only. And we are focusing on inner liberation through movement and spiritual healing and vocal activation. So this property that we got is so gorgeous. Um, We're going to San Francisco Nayarit in Mexico, which is about an hour north of Puerto Vallarta. And the dates are July 20th through the 23rd. We have a few different pricing options that um, we just actually shimmied around to make make. Make some options for people. Um, All of the details for that retreat is on the website as well. So that's bombbooty, B-O-M-B-O-O-T-Y dot com. It's the house for everything right now. Okay, that's all the commercial I have for you. Please enjoy this episode. We have Jill Wild, and she is a freaking badass. And we had such such an awesome conversation. So I really hope you enjoy listening as much as I enjoyed creating this conversation with Jill. Um, So without further ado, let's get after it. 
Hello and welcome to the Calling It In podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Mox, and let's get into it. Welcome back to the Calling It In podcast. I am Shauna Mox, and today in studio, I'm so excited. I have Jill Wild here, and she is the chief magic maker for Wild Big Sur, which is a rustic retreat property. It's a spiritual sanctuary, and it's also a music venue. Jill, welcome. Thank you so much, Shauna. Very happy to be here. Woo. Okay, so why don't you just share a little bit about like what you're up to now, and you know maybe if that like goes into a little bit of your journey, just uh, just for like context of whatever we jump into. Sure. So. Um, I have the blessing of having Wild Big Sur as um, as my retreat property, and it's a beautiful, um, large property in Big Sur that's right on Plaskett Creek, behind Plaskett mm. Creek Campground. So awesome. it's really gorgeous, right on the creek in the Redwoods. Um, there's a little red house there. It's a rustic retreat for sure. Um, it's got beautiful grounds, a beautiful meadow, and then a really gorgeous spot to view the sunset. Mm. Um, so I call myself the steward of the land. Um, and you know, I've just had this other revelation where it's like, who's stewarding who really mm. the land is stewarding us Oh my gosh! all of the days of our lives. Um, that really hit me just and, <laughs> and, and we are the guests. Yes. Um, yep. so every day I feel the blessing of being the guest there and sharing it with other guests. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know about Big Sur or have never experienced Big Sur how you know having having grown up you know I was raised in Morro Bay so I grew up just south of it and it's uh, the medicine of that land is so potent you know sometimes I'll just go up there for just a little reset you know and it's it's a short drive from where I live and it's a international destination I mean people come from all over the world to experience that coastline and so what is what does that land mean to you? I mean, we touched on it a little bit, but mm. it's an absolute um, miracle mm. that that I get to steward the land and it feels like the, the ultimate blessing in my life um, at the absolute um, amazing time in my life mm. um, where it's really healing me and I needed that healing. Mm-hmm. So um so I feel the deep powers of the land and how healing it can be. Um, and I also have had the experience of recognizing that I needed the land mm. to help me through this transformation process I've gone through in the last 16 months. Um, and then I also had this recognition that the land needed me. Mm. And so I often tell people the land needs us and we need the land. It's a recir- it's a yeah. reciprocal relationship that we're in. I love that. And we forget because we live in these houses where we and and you know have the concrete and the asphalt around us and we can go days and days without ever touching the land. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. That's you know yesterday um the, yesterday was Sunday, right? And so my partner and I we both are 50/50 with our respective children Mm -hmm. so he has a two-year-old I have a two-year-old and sometimes we have both of them and it's great and it's like beautiful chaos and sometimes we have neither and what we've recently started doing is especially because the weather right now like everything's so green and so lush and and a little bit 
like rainy vibes we've been going on just like these nature adventures and yesterday I was like let's go hike Sierra Alto off of the 41 one of my favorite spots it's amazing and it was closed so we were like oh okay and so we actually ended up driving a little bit back toward Morro Bay and just pulling just having a little pull off and looking and we ended up going to a place that I had never like I wouldn't say so far as like we scaled this mountain, but it was pretty freaking steep. Like we definitely would not have like took taken the kids. The, the Creek is raging right now. So we mm-hmm. ended up going all the way down to like nobody. I've never set foot there. I've never been on this part of the central coast. And, and we just sat there and we were, you know, we did a little bit of meditation and it, I had that like, dude, just being in nature is so healing. Like every time it's like, duh, but we forget because we, we, we do live in this world that doesn't necessarily center that, um, like culturally. Right. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, I'm a surfer. Like I, I get it. The, the power of, of the ocean and sure you're getting a workout, but it's so much more than that. It's, it's being with the elements and in the elements. So being of the element. Mm, Yes. So you have a property in Big Sur, Wild Big Sur, and it's a retreat center. And so, and that's relatively new that you've been running retreats. Yeah. So we, I opened in March of last year. Um, I acquired the property in September of, of 2021. Okay. Um, and then, no, no, 2020. Okay. Is that right? Let me I don't know. No, no, it's 2023. Yeah, so- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's <a> time warp <laughs> in 2021 acquired the property and then um went through um a divorce okay and then started doing retreats in March of last year so you had the property before the divorce process we or? just purchased it and then started going through the divorce a month later oh my gosh so when I say that it was healing for me I mean it saved me yeah that and music saved my soul Mm. um because it was really challenging yeah Mm -hmm. no doubt yeah and um and I have so many blessings and um my former husband and I are now working on a friendship okay um and and so I feel very blessed um in just being able to be on that land and share it with others it's mm. it's such a gift it's a gift to me it's a gift to anyone who touches it and the number of people who have come out to the property and shared with me their joy mm. their realizations their revelations their um their own stories yeah of um challenge and redemption challenge and new view of life letting go of things Mm -hmm. you know the the stories go on and on and and the gifts just keep giving yeah they're the stories and it's all in our stories Mm -hmm. you know it really is um yeah so it's a retreat center in big sur it's a rustic place it's a little red house i call it the little red house Mm. we've got rooms um well it's a couple loft areas we have room to sleep nine nine guests there's three queen beds and three twins and then I have some lotus bell tents that are 
these beautiful white tents that look like a bell out in the middle of the forest. Um, And then we set them up with really sweet, yeah, yeah, blankety goodness. Mm. Um, So they're really squishy, lovely little places for people to sleep and lay their heads at night. Oh my gosh, that sounds so dreamy. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm I'm hearing it's like glamping, but maybe a little, maybe even a little bit more than glamping. But what I'm really hearing from that is being able to be close to the land. Yeah, close to the land and close to your soul again. Mm. That's what it's really about. And I actually had an, a vision this morning um, because you know there's laundry. There's lots of laundry to do with the retreats in Big Sur because we, we, when we have the Lotus Bell tents, it's like 19, 20 guests. So there's lots of laundry. So I was folding the, um, the new comforters that I got in that are so cute and, um, folding them all up. And I had this vision of maybe I need to do a mommy daughter slumber party (laughs) and then do fairy houses and like dress up like fairies oh my god that sounds so fun right I I had this moment of like I think we need to add something to the schedule this summer and that's a fairyland experience oh my gosh I already know like several people I would send to you yeah yeah for that yeah so that's the other thing I know because you're an artist Mm -hmm. and we share this love of music and art and what the other thing I love about it is there's so many opportunities for art there and we've mm. done some art projects and I've had somebody come out and do this amazing portal made out of the redwood mm. limbs that's beautiful that you walk under and so it's really fun I, it's so fun to get creative yes because there's the property can hold so much mm. right it can hold a lot of different types of events um but when I think about the purest events, like the purest energy to bring to the land, like I said, the land needs us mm-hmm. and we need the land. Mm-hmm. So when I think about bringing things to the land, it's a very, I get very specific about mm-hmm. what energy I want there Love it. and the energy I do not want there. So the energy that's not there is alcohol. Boom. No, it's not. That's not what it's for. Love it. And so, um, so when I bring people to the land, it's about purely being with ourselves and being with the land. And what's purer than children? Seriously. Right? So bringing children to make fairy homes um, is really like delighting me in terms of uh, uh, something I want to create there. I love it. Um, and I'm like, there's several things. Music, obviously. There's so many incredible musicians in our county. There really is. That, um, I mean, and I'm blessed to know many of them and to be a fan of many of them. Um, So we'll likely do a music festival um, in the fall. Uh, Yeah, so that's coming. And then, um, and then we do the retreats so people can rent the place out to do their own retreats. That's so beautiful. Um, and the way I vet the people is I know a lot of the people in town, so I just really have a conversation with people one-on-one. Yeah. And, and we determine whether they need a caterer and, you know, what, what their needs are and how many people. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just kind of support. And I'll show up there if they want me there mm-hmm. and be there to support. Um, but it's really their, their event. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I really loved what you said about um, being specific around the energy and 
it's like something that I'm going through in my life, you know, as I would, I would consider myself a recovering people pleaser and somebody that I've like really had to learn not only like how to set boundaries and how to communicate, but just even getting in touch with my own true trueness Mm. and that, you know, of course, all the things, meditation, movement has all helped that. But what I'm, I'm hearing is like, you're like, yes, that is my role is mama bear of this land and making sure that I'm, I'm discerning with who is, who's, who's here and in what the land is vibrating with and aligning with and stuff. I think that's such an important piece, you know, cause, and I know you're not new to business, but I, I feel like a lot of new to business people, they're like, I'll just take whatever I can get. You know, it's like when I first started co- life coaching, I was like, yeah, whoever wants to work with me, let's do it. And you quickly realize that not everybody is meant to work with you. You're not meant to work with everybody. And then stepping into that discernment and getting clear on that, then it actually brings more of the people that that vibe is there, you know? Right. And, you know, that goes into the core values. I do some talks and things on core values. And one of the things that's important, that it's important for me is Mm -hmm. like, I needed to know the core values of my business. Yeah. But before that, we need to know the core values of ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. what are your personal core mm-hmm. values? Because how do you know who you should be working for if you don't know your own values? How do you know whether you align? Yes. So it's really about knowing yourself. Yeah. And once you know yourself, then you know who you do align with, mm-hmm. whether it's customers, vendors, staff, you know, all of those things. Totally. But if we don't know our own, it's very hard to discern. It's hard. How do you create your own business core values when you don't know your own? Yeah. And then a step further than that, that I've done is creating my own vows. Mm. It's an interesting thing that we put off this vow making till marriage. Mm. Like, like that that's the only sanctity in life that, that requires us to make vows if each of us made vows to ourselves, mm-hmm. how would we be different? How would we choose differently? How would we make make different um, efforts and decisions and 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 have our different behaviors? We would mm. we would act differently if we knew yeah. what our vows were, and we would check in with ourselves, right? Yeah. Because you make a decision based on who you are, exactly. But we don't really have anyone showing us how to get real with who we are I love that so much Mm. I um at one point in my life I had a personal manifesto which Mm. was very similar to vow I'm 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 like I'm writing my own vows tonight Mm. yay (laughs) but what I did is I actually so I had this manifesto and it basically was like who I am in the world who like what do I stand for what am I here for who am I going to be around about the world and my life? And I, I ended up posting it right by the toilet. And every morning I would recite it out loud. I would say it out loud. And then it was right there. You know, every time I went pee, I was right there looking at these, at this manifesto. And it was very powerful to have these, you know, it's, I, I really think a lot of 
what a lot of us are up to in like the transformational work and the spiritual development and all this is really reprogramming mm-hmm. ourselves and rediscovering ourselves and getting rid of disempowering programming that's not from our true from our true selves and and in and you know being able to replace it with the things that empower us and the things that are true for us is important so that was like a practice of reprogramming (laughs) yeah it's funny I think of it this way um most of our lives we have been trying to fix the hardware Mm. right you know we're trying to we're trying to eat the right things and we're trying to make our bodies strong and healthy and it's about what we look at like on the outside yeah it's all of this you know tanning let's let's get the tan on and let me get the boob job and let me get like fixing all of this external stuff and it seems to me that only in the last few years of my life have I recognized that it's not I don't have a hard hardware problem at all my hardware is fine and I'll continue to maintain it but the problem is the software. Yes. And the software is how we're speaking to ourselves. Yes. And which voices we're listening to internally and externally. Yeah. And when the humans around us, the other people in our lives, aren't supporting us or aren't, um, aren't doing the things to help lift us up, that's one problem. The deeper problem is the voices inside of our own Mm -hmm. heads, that voice of the out of balance ego. Yeah. And when that voice starts speaking loudly and beating you down and telling you you're not worthy, you're not good enough, you're an imposter, um, or that you're better than everyone else and that you're you're the bomb and everybody else is shit. Mm -hmm. Either way, either side of that spectrum. Same coin, different sides. Different, same coin, (laughs) different sides. That's when we need to check ourselves yeah, and then listen to that deeper voice of the soul. A hundred percent. You know, um, you know, like I mentioned in, in 2021, that was kind of a, I would say that it was a life, uh, winter, <laughs> like winter period for me where I had, I had my child, I went through postpartum psychosis and then it followed with depression. My husband left me in the middle of that. So I, I just spent, I spent about six, seven months in the, the heavy grief where I couldn't even get out of bed. Like I had to really scale down on what I was up to and being somebody that, you know, I'm a generator human design. Mm. I'm, I'm a, I'm a energy person. I'm a fire person. Like I like doing things. It was very, uh, new to be like, Whoa, I can't even, put clean underwear on today. This is, Mm -hmm. this is new yeah, (laughs) and and sucky in a lot of ways and, and uncomfortable. And, um, and I remember thinking a couple of things, like you mentioned, um, people coming on the property and sharing their stories of like going through it Mm -hmm. and getting to the other side. And I remember even in, in, in the thick of it, I remember spirit, I remember getting these messages from spirit that was like, I know this is shitty. I know this sucks. You're, I'm, I'm not denying that this is painful, but trust me on this one. Just trust me. You'll see like this pain is not going to be purposeless. This isn't nonsense, even though it feels like nonsense right now. 
and um and then toward the end like I had a turning point emotionally and energetically um right around my birthday which is in December so I I went through the mess like starting end of March and then the depression really hit in like July and it really stayed with me until about Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and there was like some stuff that started shifting and I was like oh I see the light and right before that time I I remember saying this out loud I was like I feel like I'm getting a software upgrade and it's 75% loaded and there's that rainbow ball spinning (laughs) and I can't access the old way and I can't yet access the new way and it really does feel like I'm stuck. And now that I've that I have distance from it and I ha- and I've gone through what I know to be true about that period of time is that even though it felt like I was stuck, the healing was happening. Like the the cells were reformulating and and really when I when I came back online, quote unquote, and and the new software was upgraded, then there was this whole process of how does this shit work? <laughs> and like, that was all of 2022 for me was, was like, I can't, I, you know, prior to that, I really operated on enthusiasm and adrenaline pretty much alone. Like if I was excited about something and I fired up about something, I could make it happen. But as soon as that fire coasted or dissipated, I'd be on to the next or I'd get bored or I'd, I'd sabotage it in one way or another. And then you know, that kept me in these cycles of starting and stopping, starting and stopping. And there's things that I'm, I'm committed to at a higher level than just feel having it feel good or exciting now. And, and really learning that. And it also led to burnout. I had these two huge periods of my life where I was taken out, taken out. And I, I don't have time to be taken out anymore. When at first it was like, I don't have time to take care of myself. It's like, no, I don't have time to not take care of myself, like lesson received. And, you know, like I shared right before we started recording, I'm really focused on building my life and my business in a way that is steady, grounded, connected. Mm -hmm. And um, right now there's a lot of momentum and it, but it doesn't feel like a wildfire. It feels like a steady, solid hearth you know it's it's like warming the warming the house and and it's it's there you know even if I don't like add new wood to it every moment you know it's not a it's not a fire made of newspaper right and white gas it's a fire made of sturdy wood (laughs) you know so um and I do think that if I actually feel I feel on a collective sense that 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 is something that a lot of people are getting to that the the inside part Mm -hmm. paying attention to the inside part and I think doing that work I think that one of the gifts of COVID Mm. that we will recognize only later yeah um some of us are recognizing it now is that gift of stillness that gift of being with yourself and for some of us it drove us crazy being with ourselves and for others it was a opening a opening into spirit yeah and when you are open to spirit often 
the next step is casting off the old shell, mm-hmm. that old shell. And that means the relationships, yep. the homes, the assets, the friends and family, the people that were our stability, yeah, often are shed. Yeah. And so during this time, we have all gone through a lot. I just wrote a song this morning. I was singing a song in my car that I know that I'll I'll actually write. <laughs> it's funny that my voice just did mm-hmm. that. It's like, <laughs> um, but... The song is, we've been through a lot. Mm-hmm. We've been through a lot. Yeah. Um, and and so I just want to recognize that. And we've all gone through this shift. And when you are pushed to the point of desperation, mm. this is what we have been pushed to in yeah. this circumstance. The world yeah. has been pushed into a corner of desperation and despair and not knowing at the beginning not knowing how many would die yeah and which of our friends and family might die when we're pushed into those types of situations we reprioritize yeah and even when we have fared well right everyone has survived everyone that the people in my close family we have survived yeah but we survived and all of us kind of look around and go, wait a minute, that was close. Mm-hmm. That was close. Where do I want to be spending my time and with whom and yeah. on what? Totally. And these times in life are important initiations. And it's so rare that the entire world Every earth dweller, every human earth dweller experienced this initiation. Mm -hmm. And so the amount of shift happening right now is huge. Yeah. Um, And and I think it's happening in the way we need, Mm -hmm. which is in the recognizing our priorities and being able to slow down a bit, get more present. And be more conscious with our choices. Absolutely. Yeah, what's what's really coming up for me too is, and I know you work a lot with trauma and trauma releases. I noticed in my process, sure, we, uh, of course, we had pandemic, and then I was pregnant, and then I had a baby, and then all of 2021 was huge, as I have shared. And it really I remember thinking last year, I was like, whoa, I think there's just so many layers to the personal trauma that I've experienced and then the collective trauma. And, um, you know, it was like 15 months had passed since COVID had had sheltered us in place and whatnot. And, and I was like, I'm awkward around people. Like, what's it like? This is a, there's, you know, and, and I'm like a very, um, like roll with the punches type of person. And so I think for, I think if from like a survival mechanism place, I was like, it's cool. Like, like I'm safe. I, I can roll with this. I can transition my classes online. And, but then it was like, and I can do this and I can do that. And da, 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 da. and then all of a sudden I'm like not around people. 
and I'm a, I'm a people person. <laughs> and, um, and I realized I was like, wow, I think there's a lot, hap- a lot of healing that didn't even start until a year and a half, two years after mm-hmm. the main, you know, March, 2020. And, what I'm reminded of in, in what you just shared is we're still in process. We'll never be done. We'll never be done. (laughs) Yeah. Because we are still in process. We are a process. We forget as humans, our entire existence is a process. It is a, there isn't, there isn't a done. Yeah. There isn't a done even after death. Yeah. It's still a process. Yeah. Yeah. My belief is that we leave the body. Same. Yeah, and and the soul continues on. So so it's this interesting um, knowing, um, and we're still in the body, mm-hmm. and we need to know how to do this with the body mm-hmm. as we grow and age and move about. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. We've all been through this whole pandemic experience, and. I like to think that it's over in terms of the shutdown mm-hmm. period of mm-hmm. it. And who knows that could crop up again. So yeah. I'm not making any outrageous claims. <laughs> yeah. um, and at the same time, to your point about the awkwardness and the challenge we now all have with reinventing ourselves, reinventing the way we interact reinventing how we communicate, how we build community again. Mm. We we shut down community. And the way we were doing community before was okay. But could we do better? I yeah. think we could do much better. Yeah. And so I'm in the middle I am I'm a part of a conscious community and it's a just a group of friends where we meet and we talk about our personal challenges in life and we meet once a week and it's a beautiful experience of being together and Mm. a beautiful um camaraderie and and understanding and trusting of each other it's just a deeper level and so my wish for our communities is that instead of talking about the weather Mm. when we see each other we begin talking about our feelings. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Because we all felt a lot. Yeah. And we're still feeling a lot. And the more we're able to express it, own our feelings, share what it is, and in, those t- in, the, in the challenging emotions that we have, express what we've lost and understanding the gift of what we lost then we're transforming. Yeah. So I'm hopeful that our communities can go to this deeper place and make the choices for our personal selves, for our families and friends, and then for our communities and then for our countries and, you know, on and on. When we start behaving as though we know we're the ones Mm. that we've been waiting for Mm -hmm. when we start acting as if we know it that we're here to evolve human consciousness yeah that's our job 
then we can start making those decisions, having those conversations, supporting each other in the ways that we can show up for each other. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my big dream. I love that. I uh, There's so many things that are happening inside of my heart right now because, you know, I think when I was younger, I was really like in college, I was really overwhelmed <clears throat> by the helplessness and the hopelessness that I felt of, you know, becoming aware of more global scale problems and, you know, even things like hunger and, you know, houselessness and all of this stuff and being like, there's no way that I can solve all of those problems. And then being stuck in, in that frustration and and that overwhelm. And then I remember I met this woman, this freaking rock star of a human. She was like 70 years old from Europe and decided to pack her bags and go to Peru. She landed in the Sacred Valley in this little town and she like ended up opening up a cafe and um, she really fell in love with the indigenous community there. And so she had this cafe that was for tourists and then through the that economic boost that was coming into the community, she would support the indigenous communities that were kind of on the fringe and struggling. And, and I was in this cafe, I was traveling in, and I, I was like 20, 21 years old. And I remember her saying, you know, the best that we can do is be a good ripple, be a positive ripple. And you never know how that ripple is going to affect another person's ripple. And if you just consistently commit to that, who knows what waves will come. That's actually none of your business. It's, but I, it was something I could hold on to, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. I can have impact in this world. I can have positive influence and, and, and a little bit of a, like, not all the problems are mine only to solve. Right. Mm -hmm. So that there was a little bit of a, you're also just like a silly little child of God (laughs) trying to do the thing and just as deserving as, as anybody else on this planet. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I really love the, like that flavor that you just shared of, you know, when we all do that, when we all, and, and as we all wake up to it, you know, even just sitting here, I'm like, dang, she's doing the thing. And it like brings so much power just to have that connection and that like I can relate to you as that. And um, and then knowing that you guys are meeting, you know, there's people who are all up to this meeting and how powerful that is. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful. Yeah. And 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 it's doable, mm-hmm. you know, so one of the intentions. So I didn't I didn't speak about this, but. So I'm also creating a nonprofit. And the idea behind the nonprofit is how do we create sustainable, but not just sustainable, but generative community? Mm. And it starts with the self. So once you as a human being, an individual, are able to create a sustainable, generative life within yourself, which means that you are working with all the capacities of the self, the emotional self, the mental, the physical, the spiritual, the economic, all of the all yeah. of the things that are, that make us ourselves. And when we're 
caring for all of those parts of ourselves. And then we're also reaching into our community and building them up. Um, the, the process that we use in our consciousness community, we do some shadow work. We do um, this work that's based on, um, it's called the Omega Point Program. Mm. And I like to share that because there's a group of people that put out this program called the Omega Point Program during COVID to help people who they knew wouldn't have access to resources for therapy, basically, when they when it was COVID yeah. and everybody was forced to stay home. So there is this resource that's online. It's a PDF and you go through it and it's a mentor-mentee role. Very cool. And it's very cool. So we use that. We use another thing called Next Step and we do some shadow work. And in it, what we're doing is facing the parts of ourselves that aren't the best parts of ourselves, recognizing them, honoring them for showing up to teach us what they're here to teach us because it's not, we're not supposed to live in shame and blame. That isn't really the way it's supposed to work. The way it works is we're going to, life is a spiral. We will continue to have things show up for us to teach us the lesson we need to learn over and over again until it's like we graduate and we learn yeah. it. Um, and it doesn't mean you won't learn it again. Like you, you might like learn something. it's like a next layer of it. Yeah, next layer <laughs> yeah. of it. So we're on this in this spiral of learning. And so what I want to do with the nonprofit coming back to that is create videos that show this process being used and show how we're building our community so that other communities anywhere in the world can model it and do the same thing. Yes. Because it's not, we're not doing any magic. It's, it just takes showing up. Yeah. It takes showing up every other Thursday. That's what it takes. Yeah. Um, and having people who are committed to, to being their best selves. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean that we don't all, all individually have our own challenges as time moves forward and, and things happen. Um, but it's people committed to working on themselves. Yeah. And so the nonprofit's about showing that and giving people the tools to do it themselves. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't wait to yeah. jam out more about that's that. That's called Rewild. And we don't even have a website up yet. So I'm working on oh, the nonprofit brilliant. paperwork. Yeah. That's awesome. I love, love, love that. Yeah. I, I mean, kind of to what you were saying around like your wish and desire of us talking about our feelings versus the weather when we see each other. The thing that, that I know to be true is shame lives in the darkness Mm -hmm. shame breeds in the darkness and so I know a lot of people they're like well I don't want to share this stuff because I don't want to be a burden to others and I don't I don't want to yeah like I, even just that right um or I have a sh or I have shame around the shame and I don't want other people's judgments mm -hmm. echoing the judgments that I have of myself and all of this and just the simple practice of sharing and getting the shame out into the open. I mean, it's something that I practice in my relationship where I'm like, hey, something's occurring over here. I don't have it all figured out, but I need to say it out loud so that it doesn't get, grow legs. Yeah. Yeah. And music and poetry can be such beautiful vehicles mm, for that. Yeah. Um, I just was invited to participate in this such a, it's a brilliant idea 
where they brought paintings. We went to a museum. We were our task was to look at the paintings, then choose a few of those paintings and then write a poem about the paintings. And then on the 26th of March, they're going to share the poems with the painters with the with. Well, and they're not all paintings. Some are pastels and that is so sculptures. Cool. It's so cool. Oh my God, it's such so a brilliant cool. idea. Jeannie Greensfelder and um, Beth Mott um, put it together and they're brilliant. Um, and so I participated in this and the poem that came out, there was a, there was a pastel called Elena's Daydream. And my daughter's name is Elena. And the poem that came out of me, I mean, I was tears pouring in front of this room of people I didn't know. And then I shared it with a bunch of the people I didn't know. And I expressed this heartbreak between my daughter and I. It's it, We have a challenged relationship mm-hmm. right now. And you talk about shame and um, and hiding things. There's such a beauty from sharing from the heart that comes not just for you getting it out. That's cathartic in itself. Yeah. But when you share that deep hurt, others empathize and they recognize your vulnerability in themselves. Yeah. It, it gives everyone permission to feel. Totally. And to know it's okay. And in other people consoling one, they're consoling themselves. Yeah. So there's this beautiful reflection that happens. Um, And when we are that way together as humans, that's evolving human consciousness Mm -hmm. because we're being real and authentically ourselves in all of it. Yeah. The good, the bad, the ugly, all the parts of life. Yeah. Yeah. One of, um, one of my, commitments or something that I chose when I was going through the the when I was in the belly of the beast of of 2021 and I remember feeling well first of all I had I had this yearning to listen to other people's stories Mm -hmm. specifically around postpartum psychosis because before I had experienced it I didn't even know it was a thing I'd never heard anybody talk about it. And then when I went, I actually went on to all of Apple podcasts and searched postpartum psychosis. And there was only two episodes of somebody sharing their personal story with it. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. that's easy. That's an easy place that I can show up mm-hmm. because I ha- I've actually had two experiences of psychosis one was in 2021 and the other one was in 2017 um and I was like 31 years old and that one I had so much shame like after after that happened I really wrestled because I was in a band I was you know I was a front woman of a band I was teaching classes I had a business so I was this community leader already and I hadn't done that integration of my shadow self and I I had it that the only parts that were lovable were the shiny ones and the mm-hmm. only parts that were worthy of attention were the shiny ones, the shiny parts. And 
the good parts and the positive parts and da 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 da. And it was exhausting mm -hmm. to be that all the time. And I remember feeling like, ugh, sometimes I just want to go out and be in my sweats and go get a burrito and not be bothered. And, and I felt like I couldn't, like, I felt like I had to always be on because I had this position that I had stepped into. And what that period taught me, it took a while, but I really worked through that shame piece. And what I realized is that I had the story of what it meant to be a leader askewed <laughs> that I, f I didn't realize that my humanity is so powerful that I, I am actually allowed to be an imperfect human as we all are and still powerful and still influential and still doing good for the world. And actually then the next step that I realized from the mentors that I had in my world was any time that they would share their humanity and they would share from this vulnerable space. It was like, Oh, you mean you go through that stuff too? And you still show up in the world in the way that you do. Mm -hmm. And so then I was like, Oh, that's the next, that's actually the next level. And I'm so grateful. I went through all of that because in this last uh, experience of psychosis, I didn't really have any of that shame stuff to work through. Mm. And it was a very, I had all the reasons to be ashamed, right? Like I went, I, I walked naked across the Embarcadero mm. and like jumped into the water and stuff. And for you guys listening, the last episode I just published, I went into it, the whole, the whole thing. So that's episode 11. But I didn't, I, I had more of an understanding that, you know, this is a thing that I experienced. It wasn't truly who I am. And also it doesn't make me bad or it doesn't make me broken. It, it makes me a human trying to figure out how to, how to be in an insane world. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, and knowing that, and then as I started sharing my story and as I've continued to share my story it's amazing how like people are like thank you so much for sharing this I actually had a similar experience or I had I went through this thing and just just hearing hearing your story really alleviated and brought me a lot of healing and it's like that's the shit right there and it's all stories that's it yeah um that's it when we share our stories this is why I love the podcast, right? Because when we share our stories, it gives everyone else the opportunity and permission to be themselves. Yeah. And to know that they're not alone. Yeah. That we all have these moments in time where we're the hero or the zero. Mm -hmm. We all have these moments in time where we are um, working through our challenges or we feel like we're failing or we feel like we're winning and then we you know we're you know hit behind the head with something else yeah and so this knowing that um you know I love that you shared about your teacher this knowing that these people that we revere are willing to share their shortcomings their challenges their resistance, whatever the thing is, it gives us all this deep respect because 
as we know, there's no one better. There's no one worse on this earth. And I'm going to say something that might be very controversial. Even Jesus Christ knew that. Mm -hmm. I think he knew that the most. There are no better or no worse. We're all just here doing the best with what we know and what we have and what we've learned. Yeah. And so when we know that, we have the opportunity to make a choice in every moment. How do you want to show up today? How do you want to show up right now? How do you want to show up for this person? How do you want to show up for that person? How do you want to show up for yourself? Yeah. Forget about everybody else. How do you want to show up for yourself? And sometimes when I show up, sometimes I want to be in jammies. Mm -hmm. Is that cool? Yeah. Because that's my truth. I did a post that I was totally wavering on whether I was going to do it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I did a post in my jammies in bed because I was working on financial things I'd been avoiding Mm -hmm. for months. And so that morning, I finally, I, I made a decision. I was like, you know what? If I can do it from bed and with it. my tea <laughs> yeah. and my dog snuggling me and be in this like very cozy feeling way, like I'm watching a movie, like I'm home watching a Netflix movie, then maybe I can get through this very challenging yes. financial stuff that I've been avoiding for months. Maybe I can do it then. And I did it. And then I posted, like, sometimes you might be in your jammies until 3 p.m. That's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. If it helps support you in whatever it is you need that day, like, do it. I love that. That's such a hack. I feel, because so, sometimes I'm like, I'm having a work from bed moment. Because I'm, like, resisting doing this and that I actually was just talking to my friend Sabrina about that that sometimes it's like so supportive to get dressed and get in get in the outfit and get to your office and have your setup and get your and then sometimes it's like actually I just need a different vibe I need to be cuddled with my dog I need to be in bed yeah I need to light a candle and light some incense and and I can do that and then do the thing from there right and and be in a supported atmosphere that you didn't even realize I didn't even realize that that one shift was going to make it so much easier for me and turn the anxiety Mm -hmm. that I had been having around it not just like the anxiety for like timeline of like needing to get things done but also the feeling of anxiety about the emotions mm-hmm. behind it and being in that state it's like I dialed that dial way down on an anxiety yeah and I was like this this is a lesson for me yeah and such a, like I love that you yeah it's a life hack mm-hmm. and setting yourself up for the least amount of anxiety the most um comfortable and and being able to get through what, whatever the hard things are, yeah. setting yourself up for success. And success doesn't look like your next door neighbor who's perfect doing it. Success for you. Yeah. 
what you need. Yeah. Because P.S. your next door neighbor is not perfect. Right. Also. <laughs> also. And and there are people in my life that are much more. Um, my roommate right now, Ariel Gravel, who is my dear, dear, sweet friend of years and years. She's just moved in with me for a few months. Aww. And I like to say we're the odd couple. We watched that movie last night. <laughs> it was so funny because she's super type A personality. Yeah. And super clean and put together and like very like everything very straight, orderly. Um, and I'm not. I am, you know, I am sp- not just spaghetti. I'm spaghettios, you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wild spaghetti. I'm wild there. spaghettios. <laughs> um, and so it's fun to watch each other and how we tackle challenges differently and how we 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 behave differently mm-hmm. and there's value to both of us and we both know it and appreciate it in each other um and I'm never going to be her and she's never going to be me mm-hmm. and it's perfect we're both that. perfect just as we are yeah that that um that just reminds me of so many things you know we we kind of tapped into like the masculine way of of the world and doing business and this grind 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 produ- productivity as the number one and and all and it, and I see it in in the things that show up on my feed and stuff around like the 5 a.m club and like this kind of shit right and for so long like for example I'm not a morning person I am a night owl I have always been that way it's it was really hard through school and high school and all the things. And even, and just recently I was like, just embrace this part of you. You're an entrepreneur. You've, you have freedom to create things in a way that work for you, works for you. And, you know, I have a child now, so there's, thankfully he is a sleeper most of the time. (laughs) So like if he's up late, he'll sleep in and, and I'm grateful for that. And I, and I totally feel like my nature is shifting a little bit. Like I am getting up a little bit earlier and really loving morning time. And, but anyway, the whole point was to stop fighting against myself and stop making those parts of me bad. And instead, I want to say surrender, but embracing it and, and, and saying, actually, my ADHD is a gift. And these are the things that it comes with supervision right like vision like visionary properties I kind of feel like you're the same way and you know being able to scale out and see the forest and then zoom in and see the tree and sure that also manifests as getting distracted and like this that and the other but how can we actually double down on my how can I double down on my strengths and then what support do I need for the things that I'm not so great at yeah. And when you say embracing, there's another word that's coming through for me too in that, and that is honoring. Yes. Because yes. there's this shift that happens in us when we start looking at the things we call setbacks or, we, you know, the ADHD, the, the labels that we use yep. for ourselves. In ter- and we and and we we put we wear it like a negative yeah and it's something we need to overcome instead of recognizing the gift in it and honoring it for what it is I'll tell you my my little one 
well, I've got many of them, but this is the one I'm going to share about. Um, so I am a 3 a.m. wake upper. Um, not on purpose, not because I want to, but because I start getting into a mode of my brain gets creative. It starts thinking. It starts getting into this other world of possibility. And for a long time, and still sometimes I'll say it like, oh gosh, you know, here I am again, 3 a.m. When I wake up at 3 a.m. and instead of damning myself and, and shaming myself about that I'm not a good sleeper anymore, mm. um, then I'm, I'm not using the opportunity that's being gifted to me. It's basically what I do often is go, oh, spirit's waking me up. I was just going to say, spirits, I was like, spirit wants a spirits, meeting. Spirit's calling. <laughs> spirit's calling. Okay, spirit. What do you have to say? Yeah. So whether I'm writing my book on rituals, which I'm in the middle of, Ooh. or whether, um, whether I'm writing core values to help somebody with their company, or whether I'm up and and writing a poem or writing a song. I had ego come through. My very, very negative ego self comes through about not sleeping. And I wrote this entire, I was just like, okay, tell me what you have to say. And I wrote this amazing song at 3 a.m. based on that because my ego, my out of balance ego was really fucking with me. Yeah. And when we have those moments and we can recognize it, then we can write it down and make good art out of it, out of mm -hmm. it, if nothing else. Um, so, yeah, it's recognizing it as the opportunity that it is and honoring it. I love that. Ooh, I love that so much. Yeah, I, I definitely am a, if I get woken up by spirit, it's usually three or four, mm -hmm. like the witching hour. Mm -hmm. And... Sometimes, you know, usually I, I can actually just like get back to bed. But if it if it won't let up, then I'm like, all right, let me get up. Let me take some water. Let me get my journal out. Just see what's up. Yeah. So like, look, like maybe the moon's really needing to blast in my face or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This this is a promise I'll make, which I haven't done before. But I will post that song. I'll Ooh. sing that song on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the no sleep song. I love it. Oh, yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Jill, you are an absolute badass and powerhouse. I'm so thrilled that A, you said you spent this time to be on the podcast. B, that we were able to do it in person. So great to be in person. I am, I am really, really excited for everything that you're up to. And, um, and I'm excited that our, like, our, our paths finally, like, intersected for real <laughs> I know so great so great being here with you yes thank you so much and so for anybody who's listening who wants to get in your orbit where's the best place to stay tuned to everything you're up to I've got three places there's at Jill wild 23 which is my personal Instagram which is where I'll share that song mm -hmm. um, and it's wild with an e and then I've got wild big sir which is also an Instagram page. And also with an E. With an E. Right. And then I also have wildbigsur.com. Okay. And that's the retreat center page. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. So any of you who are looking for a retreat to attend or looking for a retreat venue, 
um and then all the other cool shit that you shared and <laughs> your book and the nonprofit and anything else i just really see you as um like a creatrix and and giving yourself the permission and freedom to create it all and do do the things so it's what we're here for yeah i'm so inspired thank you so much Mm. for joining us today thank you so much it was a pleasure thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the calling it in podcast if you like what you hear do me a solid and share it out also make sure to subscribe so that you get the notifications for when the next one drops Really appreciate you being here. If there's anything you would like to talk about or share, slide into my DMs. You can find me on Instagram at Shauna, S-H-A-W-N-A underscore Mox, M-O-X. And I'd love to hear from you.